got a good crowd here. Everybody's back home. People are getting well and getting over some of the stuff that they had, and that's wonderful to see all of you. We're continuing the series on spiritual gifts, and today we're going to be talking about the spiritual gift of prophecy. And there are several passages of Scripture, short, that I'm going to just share with you that lay the foundation for that. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 through 11 says, To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. We have different gifts. Anybody believe that? Amen. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. Some of you have been traveling and been out, and so I'm just going to lay a little bit of background here. We're talking about seven motivational spiritual gifts. And the manner in which God works in believers to shape their perspective on life and motivates his words and actions. They're the lenses through which we see things. You see things one way, somebody else sees it a little bit differently because they're gifted differently. But in the body of Christ, God brings all of that together to help us to function as we should. The motivational gifts are the driving force behind what we do and what how we do it, what we do and how we do it. Sometimes we can be doing some of the same things, but we do it differently because we're gifted differently. We approach it from different perspectives, and we therefore do that. Well, prophecy is one of the seven motivational gifts. We've talked about service and leadership. Today we talk about prophecy. Well, the person with the gift of prophecy reveals truth by exposing sin. That's the primary motivation, the desire to expose sin so that fellowship with God is main, maintained by individuals and by the church. Exposing sin, calling it what it is, letting people know what sin is. Well, people often use the term prophet to describe someone who is able to foretell the future. And that definition fits in some ways, but for the spiritual gift of prophecy, that's not necessarily true. You hear about someone like Notre Dame who's called a prophet because he uh, foretold quite a number of things that did happen. But when we talk about the gift of prophecy, we're talking about a spiritual gift that moves beyond someone like Notre Dame. It moves to a different level. Prophets in the Old Testament were called out by God to go to the people and to call them back to faith and trust in Him. The Israelite people, as you know, had a tendency to drift away from God. And the prophet would be sent sometimes to the king, sometimes to the people in general, and he would point out their sin. And sometimes he didn't, they didn't do it in a very nice way. And sometimes not only did they point out the sin, but they shared what was going to happen to the people as a result of their sin. So the prophet is trying to reveal the truth about God and our relationship with him in order that we can maintain that special relationship of fellowship with God. And so they're important to the body of Christ. 
they were proclaimed to, uh, they were called to proclaim his truth and to get people to walk in God's ways. They were to get God's people back on track when they went astray. Do you ever go astray? Ever been astray? Well, uh, we've all been astray. We've all done that. You don't have to raise your hands. I know you're guilty just like I am. <laughs> but you can raise your hand if you want to. Uh, but we've all strayed away from him. And we think of God as the shepherd, the good shepherd, who looks over us and cares for us and wants to have fellowship with us. And the prophet is out there, the person with the gift of prophecy, when they see things going astray, drifting away from our firm foundation in Jesus Christ, they will let you know. Now, it's not always easy for a person who has a gift of prophecy to come forward and to say that. But they sometimes, in the process of doing it, that say, well, if you go down this road, this is going to be the consequence. Here's what's going to happen. They... God will punish sin. And Scripture talks about no sin going unpunished. And so the prophet will point that out and try to keep us lined up with where we need to be. Sometimes God had to allow the enemies of his people to subdue them. And sometimes let's say we're taken away in slavery for hundreds of years to teach them the consequences of their sin and ultimately to call them back to himself. They became slaves to sin rather than slaves to God. Many books in the Old Testament are called prophetic books, a whole section of those. And they are named for a particular prophet that God called out at that particular time in history to call the people back to a right relationship with him that they might walk with him in fellowship and in truth. We see the cycle over and over again in the Old Testament. And then we say, well, you know, surely those people are smarter than that. They'll keep doing the same things over and over and over again. But you know what? We do the same thing. We might do it in different ways, but we do some of the same kinds of things. And so we're just as guilty as they are. So the people are when they were living in fellowship with God, experienced the blessings of God. Had you rather experienced the blessings of God or the punishment of God? That's a simple question, isn't it? We'd rather experience the blessings. Well, when they were walking with God in obedience to God, God poured out his blessings upon them. But they got so blessed that they got lazy about their relationship to him. And they gradually drifted away to the point that sometimes they weren't even worshiping God. And God would send a prophet to declare what their sin was and to call them to repentance and to bring them back to him. It's often the prophet of God that is also sent to proclaim the impending doom of one of the kings or the people of what's going to happen. You read in the Old Testament and many of the prophets pronounce that kings as a result of allowing the people to drift away into sin were going to be stricken with a disease or something and would die soon. So the prophet came to point out the sin 
not to be ugly, not to be mean, but to just bring the people to a point that they would recognize how far they had drifted from the Lord and call them back into that right relationship with him. The prophet proclaims God's dissatisfaction with his people. Sometimes it may not seem like any, quote, deep sin that's there, but we're just not living for the Lord as we should. Little things that we don't take care of. And the prophet often warns and warns of the impending doom of God or the consequences that are going to be there. You may have a church making a decision to partner with someone in ministry. And maybe those that have been looking into that have not done their homework. And that ministry is not one that would be theologically aligned with where you are. And so uh, somebody goes off and begins to to promote that ministry and, and, and begins to try to encourage others in the church to promote that ministry and to partner with them. The prophet will do their homework. They'll check out that ministry. They will look into it. And if there's something that's going to bring a bad consequences to the church or to individuals, they will point it out and they will let the people know. And that's good because that protects the body of Christ. Well, the prophet just calls us to repentance. And then he calls us to holiness, to holiness in life and righteousness. When we pray and confess our sins, God says that he'll forgive all of our sins, and then he'll do what? He'll cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. We need that cleansing. We need that cleansing so that we can walk in righteousness before the Lord. Well, let's look at the characteristics of the person who has the gift of prophecy. And you may recognize yourself in these characteristics, or you may recognize a husband or wife who has these characteristics or a friend. So listen as we talk about those characteristics. The person with the gift of prophecy is one who is in touch with the Spirit of God because of strict obedience to the laws of God. The person with the gift of prophecy wants to obey God at every point, and they're very careful to try to do so. And in doing so, they maintain a close relationship with God so that the Spirit of God can work in them and help them to be spiritually sensitive to what's going on. The prophecy person is often reluctant to proclaim the condemnation of God God because of the fear of rejection. Anybody ever have any fears about being rejected? Don't want to witness to somebody or talk to somebody about the Lord because you're fearful you'll be rejected? Well, the prophet is sometimes fearful about calling a spade a spade because they don't want to be rejected. They don't want to be the one to have to stand up and say it. But you know what? Finally, that person is so overwhelmed with the message of God that they're just compelled to say it. They can't hold it in any longer. They're compelled to share the truth about people's relationship to God. The person with the gift of prophecy sees everything as black and white. Any of you ever see any gray areas in between the black and white? Well, the prophet only sees black and white, no gray. You're either obeying God or you're disobeying God. There's no in-between. 
we sometimes get comfortable in the gray zone, don't we? And we don't call sin, sin. And we don't call people to come to repentance of sin. Well, the prophet sees it that way. And because they see it that way, they're going to say it that way. Is that sometimes offensive? Yeah. Sometimes it can come across too strong and too condemning. And you have to be careful about that. So the person with the gift of prophecy sees the importance of obedience to God in every area of a person's life. Do you try to compartmentalize your life? Well, that's how I do at work, or that's how I do at church, or that's how I do in school, or with certain friends and with people I don't know as well, and try to compartmentalize. Well, the prophet doesn't see any different compartment. You either obey God in every area of your life, or you're disobeying God. And you say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing 90%. Well, that's 10% wrong, according to the prophet. There's no gray. It's either right or wrong, sin or not sin. And that's tough to deal with sometimes. Well, the person with the gift of prophecy will often serve as a conscience of the people or the church. Is there someone that you might know and go to and ask a question and say, I'm thinking about doing this, what do you think? And they will say, that's sin, that's wrong. Well, that person probably may have a little bit of the gift of prophecy, and you know it and recognize it, and you need the affirmation for them to tell you the truth. And so they serve as the conscience of the people. Or you get into church, and you're doing the business of the church and things, and that person speaks up and says, well, if we do that, here's going to be the consequence down the road. We need to really be careful. We need to stop and think about this before we move forward in this particular endeavor. And so they, that person serves as a conscience for the people and the church. The person with the gift of prophecy sees <clears throat> future consequences of present actions. If we do this, they're seeing down the road, whether it's weeks or months or years, <clears throat> they see down the road and they say, well, if we do this, here are going to be the consequences. And sometimes, maybe you're for this thing that you're getting ready to do. And you really don't want to hear what the consequences are going to be because you think the consequences are going to be different. They're going to be okay. But the prophecy person says, no. Here's the consequence, and it's not going to be okay. It's going to be lead us into a direction that keeps us from following God as much as we should. The person with the gift of prophecy is very committed to the Word of God. Southern Baptists have gone through a period uh, of the last couple of decades where we have affirmed the inerrancy of God's Word. It is God's Word from beginning to end. It's fully God's Word. We don't understand all the details of how it got put together, but it is God's Word. And so the person with the gift of prophecy sees that and understands that. And if somebody is doing something and uh, that's not scriptural, they'll know where to go in the Scripture and look and find it and say to you, here's what God's Word says, and we have to respond to it. Sometimes that person is so committed to 
the Word of God that they become legalists, or we see them as legalists, and we have to be careful about that. The person with the gift of prophecy will point out sin in your life if you give them permission to. Sometimes they don't want to be the one to have to say that. They don't want it to affect friendships or relationships or their standing in the church. But if you ask for them to speak, they will tell you the truth. And sometimes that truth is painful and we don't like it, but when we know the minute they say it that, yeah, that's right. I really knew that inside, but I just needed you to affirm that. The person with the gift of prophecy points out the sinful actions of the people for the purpose of calling them to repentance. And what does it mean to repent? It means to turn and go the other way. If we're walking in disobedience to God, to turn and walk in obedience to God. And so he will call them out in order for them to repent and turn back to God. That's what happened over and over in the Old Testament. And that's what the prophecy person will do here in the church. And then the prophecy person, the person with the gift of prophecy, will point out the value of obeying God. Look what happens when you obey God. The gates of heaven are opened and blessings flow. Look what happens when you don't obey God. The windows of heaven are closed and you don't see the blessings. You suffer the consequences of your sin. There are, there are benefits that come only when we obey God. And then the prophet calls the people to walk in holiness. If they see you doing something that is out of line with Scripture, they'll call your hand on it. They might do it in a loving way, hopefully, but they might just, boom, hit you right between the eyes with it. And that's no fun when that happens. The person with the gift of prophecy makes a good Bible teacher. Someone that would teach in Sunday school. But they make a good teacher only if the people are willing to hear the truth. Sometimes people don't want to really hear the truth. They like to have a Bible study, but they don't want to really hear the truth. But the person with the gift of prophecy, if they're teaching a Sunday school class, you can be sure that they're going to tell you right from wrong, black or white, and call you to obedience to the Word of God. And that's important to have good teachers like that. Then the person with the gift of prophecy has the ability to see the future consequences of proposed actions. I've been in church business meetings where someone with the gift of prophecy would just sit there as long as they could. If you knew who they were, you'd see them and they're just sort of squirming in their seat. They don't want to have to speak up. But finally, before the vote comes, they will raise a hand and ask to say a word. And they will tell you, folks, we better not do this because this is where it's going to lead to. We need to be very careful because this is a road that will lead us down a slippery slope and it will lead ultimately to breaking some of our relationship to God. Well, the person with the gift of prophecy often is one of the most misunderstood people in the church. They're often misunderstood as trying to be holier than thou. And we sit there in a business meeting and say, well, who do you think you are to try to tell us all what we need to do spiritually? But 
they get misunderstood. They're not trying to be holier than thou. They just want to be holy. And they want you to be holy. They want you to be living in right relationship with God. And so many times, the person with the gift of prophecy is just seen as a negative person. Uh, I've used the phrase, and you probably have too, well, so-and-so is just built in the negative tense. Anybody ever use that phrase? We use that in Georgia. Well, he's just built in the negative tense. You don't need to pay attention to him because that's just who he is. He's just a negative person. Well, that may not be true, but it's how some people perceive them. And they're often seen as a person without any mercy. They just don't show any mercy. And they don't seem to care for hurting people. You remember when we started the series, I talked about people going to the hospital to visit somebody that's in the hospital, and they approach it totally differently because of the different gifts. Well, guess what the person with the gift of prophecy will sometimes do with the person that's in the the hospital? Well, Brother Joe, you're in the hospital. What did you do wrong? What sin have you committed? Seeing bad things that happen to us as direct consequences of sin, and they will not be very merciful. They will not be very loving. They will not be very caring. And they'll just go right to the point and talk to the person. And sometimes they're there because of sin, but sometimes they're there because they're just sick and they need to be in the hospital. But they understood that sometimes not having any mercy. And they will often be ignored by others because of their negativism. Others don't see things the same way, and they just see them as negative. Well, don't worry about that. He's just negative. He's just built in the negative tense. And so they will put that off on that person. Sometimes the misunderstandings may lead to a very lonely life because people don't want to be around them. Do you like to be around negative people? Most of us don't want to be around somebody that's negative. We'd rather be around with people that are positive and excited and happy in life and moving on and enjoying life. And so what does that do to the person that has the gift of prophecy? It sort of isolates them from the rest of the people. They certainly don't have many friends. They don't have much of an interactive kind of life. They're lonely many times in life. Well, the, the danger for the person that has the gift of prophecy and we have to really listen to this and be careful, is they may become so proud of their gift that they begin to sort of lord it over people. Well, I really am more spiritual than so-and-so. I really am more spiritual than the rest of the people in the church. And they begin to sort of lord it over the Pope. I've got the gift of prophecy. You need to listen to me. I'm the one that knows all the truth. Well, be careful of somebody that says that because guess what? None of us know all the truth. We all fall short, and they fall short, and the, and the very fact they believe that they're in that position tells you that they're living in sin at that point because we shouldn't have that kind of an attitude. And sometimes the danger is that they become so confident about their gift that they begin to insert their message rather than the message of God. Well, I've got a hearing. They know that I have the gifts of prophecy, And I really want this to happen. And they share their message rather than God's message. It's not from him. It's from them. And that's a danger that they have to watch out for. They may use their gift to gain power over the lives of other people. 
person with gifts of prophecy may want people to come to them as, quote, the spiritual conscience of the church. And they began to develop disciples, people that don't understand and read God's word themselves but come to them. Well, what does God say about this? What does God think about that? And they begin to dominate people's lives, and that's a danger. Sometimes they may become so angry about sin that they overreact, and therefore by overreacting, they're not hurt. That's a danger. You have to be careful that you don't overreact, that you're sure you're speaking what God wants you to speak, but then we're going to talk about some of the benefits there so that you will be heard. They see, they see sin for what it is. It's disobedience to God. There's either obedience or disobedience. Black or white. No in between. No gray. They call people to repentance. And so often we need to be called to repentance. We need to look at our lives and examine how we're living the time that God gives us on this earth. And we need to be thankful for that and live it as best we can. They call people in the churches to live in holiness. What does that mean? That they're clean vessels that the Spirit of God can uh, fill and use to touch the lives of other people. That's why we're His messengers. And He's given us that message of reconciliation to see people reconcile to God. The people with the gift of Prophecy can be a protection for the church. So every church needs some people with the gift of prophecy. Don't need too many of them because guess what? Boy, we'd, be, we'd feel beaten down. Oh, man, too many people, too much truth hits us too hard sometimes. But there are enough people usually in the, gift, in the body of Christ that have the gift of prophecy that can serve as a protection for the church. So let's look at the conclusion here. We need people with the gift of prophecy to help keep us true to the Word of God. That was what was happening in the Southern Baptist Convention. We were becoming a little bit too liberal. Not just a little bit in some cases, but a lot too liberal. And the convention moved with the inerrancy of Scripture calls back that God's Word is God's Word. It's truth. And we can believe in it completely and wholly as sent from God and endowed by His Spirit. We need people with the gift of prophecy to help us to see our sin when we go astray. Sometimes whole churches go astray. And if there's not somebody with the gift of prophecy, who's going to call them to repentance if they all think this is okay? So we need that person with the gift of prophecy to help us at that point. We need people with the gift of prophecy to call us to repentance if we're living in disobedience to God if we're following the wrong path the wide path rather than the narrow path the wide road rather than the narrow road we need that person of prophecy to keep us on that narrow road on a straight and narrow living in obedience to God living lives that are holy and we need that we need people with the gift of prophecy to warn us of the future consequences of our actions Sometimes that person with the gift of prophecy might speak up and other people say, well, you know, I never really thought about that. I didn't think of that consequence. Thank you for sharing that. You're helping us to make a wise decision. 
We need the people with the gift of prophecy to protect us from our tendencies to stray from God. Folks, we are just like the Israelites. We have a tendency to stray away from God, from the things of God, from living our lives in obedience to Him. I could ask you one question that would point out the fact that probably most people in this room, how many of you have shared your faith with anyone in the last week? That's disobedience. That's sin. Because God called us as his servants to reach out and share the good news with those around us and hopefully see people born to Christ. We have that tendency to stray from God. Do you know that you should be a witness? Yeah. Then why don't we do it? Well, I'm afraid to talk to someone. I don't know enough scripture to be able to talk with someone. We use all kinds of excuses, but the main one is fear. We need to listen to those with the gift of prophecy as God's protection for us, not, not his condemnation. Jesus said he didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might what? Yes, that the world through him might be saved. He doesn't want to condemn just to put us down. He wants us to see our sin and to, to be saved. Well, do you have some of the characteristics of this gift? I'm not going to ask you to raise hands at this point. But if you do have some of these characteristics and you think you have that gift, then you may have that gift of prophecy for the reason of being here in the church, to help the church, to help people. But I tell you that having the gift of prophecy can be both a blessing and a curse. It's tough to live with it when you see things totally black and totally white and other people don't see it that way and you have to be the one to call them you have to be careful and so I say to you if you have that gift of prophecy if you think you have these characteristics then use your gift with gentleness be gentle with people you can say the truth but you can say it sweeter and nicer sometimes rather than blunt. Use your gift with love. If you don't use it with love, it's going to be seen as condemnation or you're going to appear to be trying to be holier than thou. Use your gift with patience. Don't feel like you got to speak up about everything that goes on. You ever been in a small group or somewhere and one person dominates the group? Everything that's said, they got to say something about that. If, if you have that gift of prophecy and you feel you've got to speak up, just be patient. Allow others to speak up and to say the things that they need to say. Then use your gift with the fruit of the Spirit. All of those. Love and joy, peace and kindness, gentleness, meekness, mercy, self-control. If you use your gift letting those fruits of the Spirit guide you, that will be seen as a blessing from God to the church and to you as a person. I have at home uh, in a file somewhere, not here, but at home in Georgia, spiritual gift test that you can give that's pretty accurate. I'm going to see if I have it on my computer, and hopefully I may have it on my computer somewhere. But when I did this back in, in the 70s and 80s, it was done by hand and by typewriter, and you didn't have files that you remembered on your computer. And uh, 
I know I have it in a file, but I'm afraid it may never have been digitized and put on a computer. But we'll try to find one, and then if you want to take a spiritual gift test, they can point out that, yes, you may have this characteristic or that characteristic, and they can sort of narrow it down for you. Because many people say, well, I don't know what spiritual gift I have. I'm not sure I have a spiritual gift. Well, God's Word says that He gifts all of us with some gift. And I'll say this again. Did you notice that the snow was shoveled again today when you got here? Do you know who did that? Some of you do and don't say it. But a person with the gift of service got here early and shoveled the snow so that you would have a good way to get into the church or to get up the handicap ramp. Gifts are important. Understanding gifts is important. And using your gift is even more important. Let's pray.